iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Hey, this is Jewel. And this is Ty Murray. And we're doing a Celebrity Playlist. Podcast. Yeah. Well, a lot of people ask me if uh, Ty listens to country music because he's a cowboy and I think everybody assumes that he's really going to be into country music. And I was actually curious when we started dating what kind of music he liked. And uh, I'm very glad I like all the artists that he likes. It was a big step in our I relationship. I think if you're a cowboy that you automatically drive a truck. <laughs> yeah. You automatically listen to country music. You do drive a truck. Yeah, and I guess I do live listen to country music <laughs> sometimes, so I guess the stereotypes are... All right. <laughs> but Ty really loves uh, like lyric-driven music. I know you love Bruce Springsteen. When did you start listening to Bruce Springsteen? That was probably about eighth grade. I, was, I think that was when Born in the USA became a big hit. And mm-hmm. I started looking into some of his older stuff and really liked it. And I just thought he really sang like a, how I thought a man should sing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if he was doing a rock song or a ballad. It just really sounded true. Mm-hmm. What do you like about this song? One step up and two steps back. Um, I like it because Bruce Springsteen, I think, is great at doing two things. He's great at ballads without sounding like a wimp. Like he, I think he can sing love songs and still sound like a man. But he's also great at rocking up-tempo numbers, and that's uncommon. Usually somebody can only do one or the other. Like They're great at ballads, but they're not great at rocking, and I think that's a really cool thing mm-hmm. about Springsteen. This one's a ballad, but it's just it's a beautiful song, and I think it's... I think it could be true to a lot of people at different times in their life, and I don't know, it's just really, it's just a really, really pretty song. I like that it deals with real topics, too. It doesn't sugarcoat them or make them necessarily more romantic than they are, but he's able to make kind of the hardships of a relationship nostalgic still and kind of give you courage to keep going. I think it's cool. Let's listen to it. Another fight and I slam the door on Another battle and I dirty little I grew up listening to a lot of country music. Um, I loved songwriters when I was a kid, and some of the best songwriters uh, going have been in the country genre. One of my favorite songs that I wish I wrote and I have songwriting envy on is a Chris Christopherson tune called Help Me Make It Through the Night. Almost everybody's done this song. There's a million versions of it out there. I chose uh, Gladys Knight singing it because I just thought she really had a, a soulful version. I hope you guys like it. And I won't try to understand Let the devil take tomorrow Oh, tonight I need a friend Yesterday is dead and Is there one you want to do? Want me to take one? Mm-hmm. This next song I picked because it's probably my dad's favorite song, Let's Stay Together by Al Green. I think this song will forever, no matter how long I live, always remind me of my dad. Um, he Ty's really, dad's this really uh, 
he a really like rough and tumble cowboy. He grew up on like the racetrack riding race horses and he broke colts for a living. He's really this tough guy and all he listens to is rhythm and blues. <laughs> he loves it and nothing's cuter than like we'll go over to the ranch. They live on our ranch with us and we'll see Butch in his leather shop. He builds like leather spur straps and wallets and things like that. He does leather work. And he's in there, and he's just jamming out to a Al Green. some Al Green. So this always makes me. And he squeals. He's like when he's listening, he's like, mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts him when he hears it. He loves it. <laughs> this one's for you, Deb. Loving you While we're in kind of an R&B mood, uh, this Bill Withers song is just classic. It's amazing. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I think when you can combine a simple lyric uh, that's able to say something that's a cliche, universal feeling in a way that lets you hear it new again um, is pretty amazing. This song really defines that. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Better leave them pretty young things alone. Because <laughs> 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 there ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And, and the groove, you know teaches you that mid-tempo songs can a lot of times rock harder than a, than a, a cool, fast-tempo this song. This is a cool song, too, I think, because anytime it comes on, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You've heard it, you know it, and you like it. Yeah. And I like counting how many times he goes, I know, 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 I know. <laughs> That's how I'd write a song. <laughs> you can't think of any clever lyrics or anything else to say. You just st- stick with that last thing you knew. Yeah, and sound cool doing it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> sunshine when she's gone only darkness every day the pill by loretta lynn is one of my favorite songs of all time this was revolutionary when i heard it i think i was a teenager when i heard this in homer alaska i always identified with loretta lynn i guess because i grew up in a really small community we had an outhouse and no running water and loretta lynn grew up like that kind of in a holler down in uh, her part of the country and uh, we used to pick our own coal out of the the cliffs and the bluffs um, to heat our house because we were, you know, too poor to buy firewood. Um, and we just had a lot of coal laying around. Um, and Loretta Lynn's a songwriter that just didn't know any better than to just really tell the truth. And she always told the truth on herself. And she talked about things that women didn't talk about, and she tackled really hard topics. And this song, I think it's punk rock before punk rock even existed as a genre. Um, and it's kind of a a revolutionary protest song um, about being glad that she has the pill because she doesn't have to get be like a hen in the hen house <laughs> like she, up. <laughs> she wrote it back in the day when when everybody thought it but nobody said it yeah yeah it was amazing it was actually banned from radio stations they wouldn't play it uh, on the radio it was too radical um, and the way her her language is just so plain she's like now my dress won't take up so much yardage mm-hmm. you know she was just tired of being pregnant all the time every time you know her old man came on horny and drunk so <laughs> another kid <laughs> yeah she got another kid out of it so I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did cause you know I've got the pill to thank the beta is overused because you've kept it 
This next song, Always True to You, by Ella Fitzgerald, I really like. I think it's because it's one of Jewel's favorite songs. I think Ella Fitzgerald is someone that Jewel idolized and, and really thought was a real true talent. And I think I've grown to I don't even think I'd ever heard this song before I met Jewel. But I've heard Jewel sing it so many times, and I've heard her play it with Ella singing it so many times that um, I've really got to where I love this song. Cole Porter wrote this, and um, Cole Porter was one of my inspirations to become a songwriter because he wrote the lyrics and the melody, which is really uncommon. Usually one was a lyricist, another person wrote the music. It just showed a lot of talent. It was something I wanted to do, was try and write great lyrics and great melodies at the same time. And he also was a very clever, smart writer. He was intelligent, never pulled a punch, didn't use silly tricks to make a hook, um, but thought of very clever things like uh, if a Harris Porter Pat means a if a Harris Pat means a Paris hat, just little things like that. Just switching the first letter, just very cute, clean, clever, clever writing, um, which. I think has really helped me as a, a lyricist. The entire uh, Cole Porter songbook sung by Ella Fitzgerald, I highly recommend, especially if you're a singer. I think it's a great way to train your voice, learning to do what she does, and she really sings like an instrument um, with the band. She sings like a trumpet player, sort of almost with her phrasing. Um, and she can tell she really listens to the band, which helps the band a lot um, feed off of each other. But uh, it's a cute song. Hope you guys like it. to give me checks And his checks I fear means that Texas is here to stay But I'm always true to you, darling, in my fashion Yes, I'm always true to you, darling, in my way this next song, I think, is both probably our favorite song. This is an old Don Williams song called I Believe in You, and this was actually the song that we played when we got married. Mm-hmm. This is our wedding song. I don't... Did you know this song before I turned you on to it? Mm-mm. No, I actually really didn't know much about Don Williams either. I think Don Williams has a bunch of great songs, and... and uh, I think as far he has a he has a lot of really good love songs. Yeah, you dedicated uh, "You're My Best Friend." Or is that what it's called? That's "You're My Best Friend." Yeah, yeah, that's another song Don Williams done. "You're My Best Friend," and I believe in you. I think this is a great one. Hope you guys do too. It's a great lyric. I I would actually think about recovering the song. I think it's really relevant. Uh, really cool lyric. I'm glad to turn you guys on to him. I know with all my certainty what's going on with you and me. A good thing. It's true. I believe in you. John Prine's one of my favorite, you know, heroes. He's uh, an icon for me. When I started out my music career, I was just hoping to have a career like John Prine. Um, he has a really cool, very loyal fan base, a really great cult following, and makes a living as a smart, credible songwriter. And that was all I hoped for when I made my first album, Pieces of You. Um, I like his writing style because he's a hard-hitting lyricist. He'll say really deep things. Um, this song, Sam Stone's about a war veteran, and it basically there's a lyric in there that says there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes. 
And I thought that was just an amazing way to talk about a heroin addict. Um, so poetic. But he always had these really whimsical, lighthearted turns of phrase. And he was able to tackle really tough topics um, with keeping a very smart sense of humor. And I think that's a neat line to walk when you're tackling hard topics so that songs don't get too heavy. Um, which sometimes just turn people off when they're listening. So I think it's a great device. It's like a little bit of sugar with the medicine. Sam Stone was alone When he popped his last balloon Climbing walls while sitting in a chair Well, he played his last request While the room smelled just like dead Well, we had to play the Rolling Stones and it was hard to decide which one we were going to play. Yeah. But you can't go wrong with brown sugar. Mm-mm. That's just a feel-good groove. I love the guitar grooves Keith does. Um, you just always want to snarl when you do them. And I learned a lot about my rock grooves and playing electric guitar from listening to these songs. Um, what's cool to me about the Rolling Stones is there's a really strong country influence in a lot of their stuff. Uh, Mick Jagger tends to write sort of almost country-leaning things i find it really fascinating blend of uh rock and roll with uh but this has a sort of blues tinge but uh brown sugar everybody sings along first hear Hank Williams Country Boy Can Survive you heard a lot of these my songs driving around with that your dad like, right that feels like one of those songs that I've just heard all my whole life and I think it's a song that that went beyond just country music fans liking it I think it's a you know just like Hank Williams Jr. doing the Monday Night Football stuff you know I think he's he's one of those artists that have that has been around so long and wrote such iconic songs that everybody's got to where they listen to them and i think it also really taps into american independence you know like the idea that's so so american whether you're country or not and i like how he talks about a guy in the city in the song and Mm -hmm. kind of how a lot of people you know that we even meet that live in cities kind of have this desire to like be self-sufficient and live off the land and you know know that you can make it if uh you know there's an end of days when it comes to jukebox songs you can't hardly beat this one (laughs) I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eyes And shoot him with my old 45 Cause a country boy can survive Country folks can survive Cause you can't stop us out And you can't make us run Cause with them old boys raised on shotgun uh, Bob Marley's redemption song was a real pivotal song for me in, in my development uh, as a songwriter, I actually wrote a song called uh, Life Uncommon as an answer to this, you know, trying to write a song that I hoped was as inspiring. A lot of my life was, you know, difficult. I was raised poor and was homeless, and uh, having the courage to wake up every day and continue to fight without becoming bitter was a really a big thing, because um, I think poverty either makes you more bitter or it, it makes you more compassionate, and that's a choice you make every day. And I found uh, the Redemption song a song that sort of really caused me to find more hope and to work harder and to try harder and to be more hopeful instead of uh, more bitter every day. And this 
we always play Bob Marley when we're on vacation. And we like to go on vacation in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. So now it's like every time you hear Bob Marley, it takes you back to that time where you're where you're on a nice boat and I like to listen blue to water it. everywhere and yeah. brings back good memories. You can smell suntan lotion when you hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to Bob Marley in traffic hour too because I get less stressed. <laughs> Be chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps you from flipping people off. Yeah, helps the road rage. The folk rage stays put. <laughs> say it's just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Um, do you want to do Dirty Diana? I can do it. This is another one you probably know from your dad more than anything, huh? Yeah, my dad's a big Michael Jackson fan, Al Green fan, Percy Sledge. This song has a sick groove. I love, That's, love the yeah. groove on this song. Yeah, and I think, I think everybody likes a good groove. This is where it, it doesn't even matter, matter really what the lyrics say. Mm-hmm. And. I think that's something Michael Jackson was probably the best at. So he could true. sing the phone book and the way he did it and the way he danced and the and the groove to it just made them all good. Yeah. I was always a lyric fan. I never really paid attention to like what the bass was doing. I never even really honestly heard a groove. I was always stimulated by lyrics, but Michael Jackson was the first time I heard records and I was like, it's all about the groove. The groove was the hook of the song. And I think that really transformed how R&B changed over the years where it became hooks musical hooks became what drove the song as much as a lyric if not more now i mean i think a lot of times on the radio you'll hear an r&b track and it's the musical hook something that's happening in the groove or some little instrumental thing that that is really what becomes memorable about the song which is it really interesting Sarah Vaughn is one of the uh, finest vocalists in history of any genre. I'd take her up, you know, as fine as Maria Callas and a lot of the classical vocalists. She just happened to be in blues. I personally, you know, I listened to a lot of jazz growing up, and when I was learning my chops, uh, studied jazz singers to learn technique. And it's really about the tone. When you can hear a skilled singer, the tone of their voice is what you're listening for. It's not how many notes you can do. So personally, I'm not that impressed by singers that do a lot of runs, um, because that's kind of just tricks, gymnastics. Um, If you really want to know the mark of a great singer, you can hear their tone, how round and full they can get their tone, if they can change the tone from coming kind of around their cheekbones and resonating there versus out of the back of their throat, Uh, if they can change their tone to a really thin tone to a really round tone, and then how much they breathe in a song is a big deal. a lot of times you don't realize how hard a song is to sing until you try and sing along and you realize you ran out of breath before the singer does. Sarah Vaughn, if you count how many times she sings in the song, it makes you want to choke her and yourself. Uh, the performance of this song is unreal. It blows my mind. And it's a live performance, uh, which is another great thing you learn from jazz singers is to push yourself every time you sing a song to sing it differently and really feel it and interpret that song every time. Um, 
this song's inspiring. I just, I think it's one of the most beautiful versions. Uh, and it's funny, you can hear people coughing, kind of. You can just tell she's in a little little club and there's people kind of coughing. And I don't know if people knew what they were hearing that day, but this this performance really blows my mind. I've got a couple that are sung by my favorite singer. <laughs> this this next singer, I like the way she sang so much that I married her. <laughs> Just kidding. She is my favorite singer, though. And I think you take a classic, great song like Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and if you don't like it, when you hear Jewel sing it, I promise you, you'll like it. <laughs> I've been singing this song for a long time. I'm very uh, slow to do covers, standards, because I have such respect for the standards. They're great songs, and the greats have all done them. And if you can't add something to it, I don't think you have any business doing it. But I also don't think that you should um, let your ego make it a vehicle just to show yourself off. I think that shows disrespect to the song. These songs have great melodies, and they're standards for a reason. It's because they're perfect when they were written um and so i don't i don't think you should you know show your vanity by over singing one of these songs and i think it takes years to find your own version um i've been singing this song since i was 14 or 15 and it's it's taken me you know all these years to actually feel comfortable about putting it out um but i i love it this is a song i open a lot of my shows with just even acapella um i like that it's there's a really sad longing to it and I think it's why adults continue to come back to this song because everybody wants to you know feel like they can get on the other side of whatever trouble they're on and there's such a sweet sad longing that's so tangible and it really keeps it emotionally fresh for me Somewhere over rainbow well, if you like that one, you're also going to like this one. They're both on Jules' Lullaby album, which I was very proud of her. She produced it herself, and she did it all at our home studio at the ranch. Independent release, no label. Yeah, independent <laughs> release, no label. And Sweet Dreams, Sweet Dreams for You, I just think is a... Is just really a great song, whether you're singing it to your wife or your husband or your kid or your anyone that you love. I just don't think that it gets much better than this one. I grew up on the standards and the songbooks, um, but in popular music, it's hard to really refer to that time period as a writer because uh, it's a little bit outdated when you're talking about pop music and popular culture. But on this Lullaby album, I was able to use songs and write songs that hearken to kind of a classic style and this song to me sort of sounds I try to write it in real classic style. It's a good one, let's hear it. Dreams for you so push you back and long to cry. 
you've been listening to Jewel and Ty Murray. We're um, wannabe DJs. <laughs> From cowboys to singers to dancers to DJs. We're going <laughs> to do it all. We gave it our best shot. We hope you enjoyed some of our favorite songs. and Hope we turned you guys on to some new music. We had fun. Hope you did, too. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast.